This is episode 245, Stop Trying to Prove Yourself with Brittany. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Have another wonderful episode for you today with a young woman who is just putting so much pressure on herself. And I'm sure a lot of you will be able to relate to this. I want to welcome all of my new listeners and say hello to all of you who've been with me for years or months or however long it's been. And I have a gift for all of my listeners. Maybe some of you who've been around a while probably have gotten this before, but especially for you new listeners, I want to help you with intuitive decision-making. During times like this where there's so much uncertainty, one of the things that really helps me navigate the unknowing is having a deep, deep connection to my intuition to really be able to go within for the answers. And sometimes when I go within the answers, I don't know, but it's at least nice to have an answer, even if it is, I don't know, and feel satisfied with that. And that comes from being able to tap into my inner knowing and my intuition. And it was a muscle that I had to exercise. And I'm a very, well, I have a very logical, practical side. I can be in my head quite a bit. So it's taken me years to really develop my intuition. And I like to use practical ways to bypass that practical mind and get into my intuition. So I have a really cool six-step process that I want to gift all of you with, and you can get it by texting my name, Christine, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-E, to the number 33777. Again, that is 33777. And when you get access to the intuitive decision-making, there's also some other cool free stuff that comes with it. So I want to just support you by tapping into your intuition by giving you that. Also, I want to bring your awareness to the inner child workshop that my husband and I are teaching June 5th through 7th virtually. If you listened to Coach's Corner last week, you probably heard me talk about it. We are so, so passionate about this virtual workshop. This has come out of years of, well, 16 years exactly of coaching people. And you hear on the show that pretty much everything comes back to our childhood. You'll hear it with Brittany today is wanting to prove herself, putting so much pressure on herself comes from how she was raised and what she was told. And my coaching to her is all about, Hey, you got to go back and deal with that inner child. You can try as much as you want to build a career, but you're going to keep being like a hamster on a wheel running into the same roadblocks unless you go back and heal that inner child. And I get so many questions about how do I heal the inner child? And so that's why we decided to do a three-day virtual workshop that you can join from anywhere in the world when we really walk you through healing your inner child. So it's different than on the show when I just give tips and do a little work with people. We will have three days, a Friday afternoon, evening, all day Saturday and Sunday to really, really walk you through doing it. So you don't have to do it alone. And Steph and I will hold the space of a healthy, masculine, feminine, maternal and paternal for you. And listen, if you can't be there live virtually the whole time, that's okay. The whole thing is going to be recorded and you'll get just as much from watching the recording or maybe watching a little of the recording and then joining us live, depending on where you are in the world. If you do join us live, there will also be some breakout sessions that you'll do virtually 
with partners to help you go deeper in your process. So go to christinehassler.com slash inner child. This is filling up fast. There's an early bird discount of $100 if you register before May 25th. You can also pay into payments if that's easier for you. So again, go to christinehassler.com slash inner child. All right. So as you're listening to my call with Brittany, I want you to consider, do you feel like you are not living into your purpose or potential? Like you should be doing more. Did you have parents that were very success oriented and expected a lot from you? As a child, did you have a passion for something artistic or just outside the conventional box or what your parents maybe wanted you to do, but you were discouraged from pursuing it because you were told you could never make money at that? Do you feel blocked in an area of your life and it seems like no matter what you do, you just can't shift it? Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Brittany. Brittany, welcome to the show. How can I help? Hi, Christine. It is so nice to chat with you. Mm. Really excited to be coached by you, actually. I wanted to talk actually about what it's like to step into your purpose and you mean your purpose? Know, like yeah. So <laughs> knowing like when you're stepping into like your purpose. Use use your, first person. When I'm stepping into my purpose mm-hmm. and also, you know, feeling very stretched and overwhelmed by all these other things, like all of the personal demons that come up that sabotage you, such Me? as self-worth, such as self-worth mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that sabotage myself. Mm-hmm. Um, when you, when I are at that, when I'm at, so the reason so I difficult keep, for me, because you're dissociating, yeah. we're already into the issue. <laughs> This is very, 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 very common. This is really weird. It's okay. okay. It's very, very, very common when people say they have low self-worth to not use mm-hmm. first person because the, the the low self-worth, it gets in so deep, Brittany, that it's even hard to use first person. It's always about somebody else. I really want you to let that mm-hmm. sink in. Okay. Like hear what I just said. Like it's hard even to use eye language. That's how yeah. deep sometimes self-worth issues run, mm-hmm. that we dissociate and disconnect so much. We lose ourselves so much that it was always you, them, they, not I, me, mine. Okay. So very common. It's okay. It's nothing yeah. out of the ordinary. So keep talking and I'll probably keep correcting you on the ownership language. I think the main thing is obviously being in quarantine has brought up a lot of the things that I put on the back burner after I had stepped into some of my goals and my purpose and done a really big deep dive into some of the things that I, I want to become in my life. And I feel like I'm always grasping at it and it's Mm. always, it's always falling out of my hands and I'm, and I, I do take responsibility. I, I hired a coach, uh, a very, like a, a coach that I can afford. And I'm just kind of, I'm in the process of doing the work and it feels like it's such a long way around. And I wonder like if I'm ever going to get to where I need 
to get to, because I feel like no matter what, I'm always battling with this self-worth thing. And it's, it has nothing to do with confidence because I have the confidence and I feel like I deserve the things that I go after because I'm a very big, strong, I'm a strong hustler, right? So I can tackle projects. I currently work full time right now, um, coaching on the side. I have a few clients, but I'm unable to really take it to the next level that I want to take it to because I don't believe in myself. And I saying that is like, Mm -hmm. It's like, it hurts and it's weird and it's sad because I, I think I have a lot of confidence. What don't you believe in about yourself? What do you think you're lacking? That I'm lacking the ability to step into who I'm supposed to be in this, in this lifetime. Cause it would be really right there. Cause this is one of my biggest pet peeves about what the personal development motivational world has told us about our purpose. Okay. It's a bunch of bullshit that we've been fed that we're not who we're supposed to be unless we're in our dream work. That's, Mm -hmm. I need you to stop believing that because you will continue to feel wrong. You're 100% exactly living your purpose right now. You're learning, you're growing, you're breathing. You are you. It's just your ego Mm -hmm. doesn't like it. So if we want to talk about our ego's purpose, then everything you're saying would apply. But if you Mm -hmm. really are talking about your soul, authentic purpose, you're living in that right now. However, what is happening is there's a discomfort that you're having because you want to be doing more. You want your career to be looking different. You're feeling roadblocks. You're feeling frustrated. Yeah. Like I'm 30. I'm not where I'm supposed to be at 30 years old. Okay. Right. There's and another, it's, like, ba- there's it's killing me. Brittany, yeah. There's another it, massive yeah. limiting belief. Oh, we know it's all limiting. We know, <laughs> but this is why I want to talk about this because I know, I know it's relatable. Uh, so for a lot of people my age, that whole, I'm not where I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. is again, the ego speaking. So Mm-hmm. Let me let me finish what I was saying, which was about how this discomfort that you're feeling, anytime mm-hmm. we're feeling an expectation hangover, that actually is the soul at work because it's like, hmm, where can I get Brittany's attention? Where is her ego invested enough that if things are uncomfortable right now, she'll start to do the deeper work? So yeah. this frustration you're having in your career isn't going to shift by hustling. It isn't going to shift with having confidence. It isn't going to shift with being good at what you do. It isn't going to shift by telling yourself that you're 30 and you should be in a different place. Mm -hmm. It's going to shift when you actually get to the unresolved wound that's perpetuating this particular expectation hangover. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense Mm -hmm. what I said? Yeah. I feel like this is like the biggest like thing for me to ever get over. I've done so much like work and you know, workshops and coaching. And I, I know myself, but I feel like this is like the stickiest, stickiest thing. I know. But can you feel how attached you are to it changing? I'm so attached. (laughs) It's almost embarrassing to talk about. I can deflect it on other people, even partners. You know, if somebody's not like even up to where I am, if somebody doesn't like time block their day, if somebody doesn't like have like the career, the goals, all of these 
things. It's like, I, I'll even push away love at the expense of feeling that I don't deserve love from somebody who is more successful than me or less successful. I feel like that always comes into play when love is perfect. So let me I feel like ask everything you comes back to this. Why are you so addicted to success? Because I grew up in a family that was very much focused on succeeding. They came from poverty and they came, not poverty, they they came from pretty much nothing, like basically poverty. I mean, if you're all sleep, sleeping in one bedroom together, like five siblings, it's, yeah, it's difficult. My, you know, my dad had to like support his grandfather and like but while everyone his age went to university and my parents made themselves something of themselves and in their eyes i will never i will never be successful unless i'm making over like 700k or mm-hmm. 800k a year the bar is so high <laughs> like yeah. i just yeah what were some of the things you were told growing up that um I can't make money from being an artist. When I went to school for theater, I was really successful at acting, performing. I was constantly told that like, I wasn't going to get the part. I wasn't going to be this. It's just my whole life. I faced rejection, Mm -hmm. like in the face so hard Mm -hmm. from not only the industries that I put myself in, but from my parents. I never had the support of my parents. Mm And I wanted it. I wanted it so bad. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted, I, I, I knew that the how was going to be figured out, but I just wanted the support. The support is in like, you can do this or I believe in you. I think my mm-hmm. parents never really saw that I had potential, even though I was getting accepted to the schools and in like the university program and, you know, well, you know the fact what? that they've never seen me on stage, they've never seen me perform on stage. And I've been in so many productions and, and then I moved to full-time work. Um, I moved to like business development and account management um, and Brittany. Yeah. I'm just going to interrupt you because please when, do. You, when, <laughs> when you go back and listen to this, it's going to be ridiculous. <laughs> well, one, you'll, you'll hear yourself interrupt me a lot. You'll hear yourself go, and this is not, let me finish. You'll hear yourself kind of go on and on and it's coming. It's a hurt little girl who feels like deep, deep down inside. Like she constantly has to prove herself. You're not interrupting me from a place of ego or going on and on because you don't care. There's this little girl inside who just feels so insecure, who feels so unseen that she's constantly trying to justify and prove herself. Yeah. But and I, it's something that I really want to shift. And yeah. I feel like once I get how to do it, I can bring it into, into ceremony with me and integrate it like on a deeper, like cellular level. So here's what I would suggest. Try just listening to me until I ask you a question. Would you be willing to try that? Yeah. Okay. okay. For sure. So I want to go back to, there's this little girl who feels like she has to prove herself. And Mm -hmm. I feel like what you really need more than anything is not someone to believe in you in terms of you can do anything, but someone who to truly tell you, Brittany, there is nothing you have to do, nothing in the world you have to do to get my love. There's nothing in the world you have to accomplish to be lovable, to be seen 
to be safe, to matter in the world. Just your very existence matters. There's nothing you have to do. Yeah. So how does it feel to hear that? So bizarre. Like, so bizarre. (laughs) Yeah. But that's the medicine. You don't need a coach right now that's helping you with accountability or goals because you're just going to loop back into the same issue. What your soul is desperately trying to learn is something that your family hasn't learned. You're breaking a massive generational pattern. Your parents believe that the way out of suffering is money and success. Are your parents blissfully happy? They're so not happy. Exactly. They're so beyond stressed out in scarcity 24 seven. And I have to be like, I have to be that angel for them too sometimes. And I, I feel like everyone always wants something for me. So I have to be aligned, ready, working, making money, supporting myself, coaching others, building a business over the next two years. Prove, prove, prove. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to say, fuck it all. I'm going to burn out. Yeah. Yeah. You're already burning out at 30. And it's quarantine and everyone's enjoying all these, you know, relaxing. And I wouldn't say everyone's enjoying things like that. There's a lot I mean, it's, of people. They're going through a lot of like shadow work is coming up and I guess everyone's shadows are very different, but yes. I know there are people that have time right now. And for me, if I have time, I'm like, well, I have like, this has to, this has to, I have to create something in this time or the time was not worth it for me. Right. But that, that isn't the voice of your soul. And that's not the voice of your inner wisdom. That's the voice of a little girl who's like, I have to do this. Otherwise I won't be loved. Otherwise I won't be accepted with mom and dad. So I'm going to talk for a while again. Okay. So just want you to listen. Perfect. You said your parents are not happy at all. They're totally stressed out. Again, they, they thought the way out of poverty and out of suffering was to make money. They did it. They put that pressure on you. You have a choice now, either repeat the pattern or break it and actually find the true meaning of life, the true success of life, which is to be a healthy, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and financially person. But your whole drive right now is coming from a place of lack. It's coming from a wound. And the more we're motivated and driven by a wound, Mm -hmm. the faster we're headed to burnout. Because nothing ever feels like enough. Nothing ever feels like enough. Mm -hmm. So my recommendation to you would be to stop trying to build a business for a while. To do more of the inner child work. And hopefully you're joining us June 5th through 7th. We're having a virtual inner child workshop. My husband and I are teaching it together. Very cool. Do the work. Because this, what I said to you that started bringing up all the tears. Mm-hmm. That's your purpose in life right now is to go and save that little girl who grew up feeling like she didn't matter unless she did something. She didn't matter unless she was successful. She didn't matter unless she was doing something that her parents could be proud of. And you're still, uh-huh. even with this career, chasing their approval and acceptance. I know that there's a part of you that feels like I want to help the world. I want to coach. However, what's really going on here is there's, there's 
an unmet need of feeling accepted and acknowledged by your parents and you're still trying to prove to them who you are. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing, my love, they don't know who they are. They're living under a spell of the rat race. Yeah. And they have projected that on you out of love because they, they came from poverty. So a lot of people think the way out of suffering is just doing the opposite. Well, if I'm poor and that really sucked, I won't be poor and then I'll be fine. If I'm in a relationship mm-hmm. and I don't like that, I won't be in a relationship and that will be fine. If I'm overweight and I don't like that, I'll be thin and then I'll be happy. But you've done enough personal development work to know and you're even wanting to be a coach that the answer never yeah. lies in the external. Yeah. Why do you want to be a coach? Well, what I am, what I'm able to coach on is really helping women step into their voice and a much more empowered self. Like I love myself. Right. And, and really to understand self-love and to cultivate self-love with women who are struggling that with that. And I feel like right when I'm, when I'm coaching others, you notice how like the work comes up with yourself a lot. Like, wow. On a scale of one to one to five, five being Mm -hmm. 100% true. How true do you really feel that I love myself is? Right now in this moment? No, generally give me an average. Okay. Um, (laughs) I would say eight, seven and a half. (laughs) I dropped it. And it's mostly because the remaining is of not landing or feeling success. Like when somebody asks, what's your biggest accomplishment? I haven't yet had mine yet. I don't feel like I have. I would, uh, I would give you a lower number. Okay. And I'll tell you why. I Mm -hmm. think that you love yourself conditionally. I think that you love yourself in the way oftentimes you felt loved by your parents. That if I'm doing and I'm trying and I'm hustling and I'm time blocking and I'm super motivated, then I'm lovable. So I must love myself because I'm doing the things mm-hmm. that my dear is not love. Yeah. Because if you really loved yourself at a seven and a half or an eight, you would not be pushing yourself this hard and judging yourself as such a failure when you're not. If you mm-hmm. really loved yourself at a seven and a half or eight, you'd be going, you know what? Stuff's really coming up for me and I'm going to take a pause right now. And I'm going to give myself what I need, take some things off my calendar and stop hustling because I've been hustling since I was about four and I'm so tired of hustling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I guess like the whole aspect of unconditional love is probably one of the biggest journeys. Um, I mean, for all of us, like to be on in this life, that's exactly what we're here to learn. And it's, if I look back on my relationships that didn't work out and everything, it's because I've, I've put conditions on them and I'm trying to break this because that's, that's the work that I have to do within myself. My love sometimes to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but the, the, the loving yourself and the taking care of yourself and giving yourself what you need 
has to become a bigger Mm -hmm. priority than building your career and trying to find your quote unquote purpose. This is your purpose right now. Healing that little girl, evolving your soul, breaking these generational Mm -hmm. patterns, taking these massive expectations off yourself. Because that's yeah. the shadow that's coming up for you is this this doer, this driver, this go, go, go. I'm nothing unless I'm something. Mm-hmm. And if you really want to be the kind of coach that empowers women, you're not going to do that by teaching them how to hustle. In fact, nothing depletes women and causes hormonal, adrenal, thyroid, immune system problems more than hustling. Mm-hmm. I know it's, yeah, it's not good. So what are some things in your life you can start changing? So for myself, I would definitely say more play, right? I spend a lot of time, I spend a lot of time working uh, at my job and, and working on, you know, finishing my certifications and doing this work and you know, when I tap in, it's, it's play for me. That's, that's the, that's the little girl in me. It's, it's dance and theater and performing and creating characters and storylines and, and reading books and plays. And, and that's, that's where it is for me. That's where my heart is at. You know, it's, it's a hobby. (laughs) It's definitely been like that since I was little. Let's not give it a label. Let's not call it a hobby. Let's not call it anything. Let's just call it what feels authentic to me. Yeah. And what I deeply desire. And it's my own world. Yes. That's that's a great step. The other, what are you working on with your coach? Uh shadow work. So that's why I sound like I'm dying right now. Okay. What what (laughs) what aspects of the shadow? Well, don't worry, I'm used to this. What aspects of the shadow are you working on? Um, it's funny because I really was like, when I, I just intuitively reached out and I was like, Oh, great. The coaching session. I was like, this is going to be good because I, i I didn't have my last one. And, and I, it, the aspects that I'm working on is like self hate. I'm working on like, I need to like pinpoint the ways in which I'm, I'm hating myself. And I have been resistant to doing that work up until this phone call where you, pointed it out for me, you know, cause she, I'm not bringing it up. I'm not, I don't even want to, I don't even want to unearth it. Right. I'm, I'm scared to bring it into existence. I'm scared to look at it. The ways in which you're hating yourself. Yeah. The ways in which I'm, I'm not showing up. Like I'm not giving myself unconditional love. I mean, that's not something she specifically spoke about, but she said like, if we need to do shadow work, we need to understand what's there. And I was like, I can't go there. So I would rather focus on like helping like with my business, like stuff like that. And, um, well, like I said, you're going to keep running into the same obstacles with your business until this breaks free. I, I'm going to give you a way to reframe it because looking at the ways I self hate myself that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, Ooh, great, great. Today I look at the ways I hate myself. Like that would not be incredibly inspiring for me. So what Mm -hmm. I want you to reframe it as is because again, you've, we parent ourselves the way we were parented. So you have a very harsh way with yourself. 
because yeah, the, oh, totally, hundred mm-hmm. percent. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was not parented in a way that was like we're going to move through this and evolve, and right. you know, it's okay. It's going to be better next time. It's like, what the did you do? What, yeah. what? Yeah. yeah, it's like, ooh, wow, yeah. so fun, really difficult. Yes. <laughs> so you've got to find that loving inner voice, parent. How I would suggest approaching this is you've got to make connection mm-hmm. with that little girl. You've got to okay. like take Coach Brittany and tell her to mm-hmm. have a break. We do not need Coach Brittany with the little girl. We need parent-loving Brittany. We need, I know you're scared. I know you don't want to look at this stuff, but it's going to be different with me. I'm going to keep you safe. I'm going to go slow, and I'm going to be gentle. Okay. And we're just going to look at the ways we've protected ourselves, and we're going to look at the ways that we didn't get what we needed as a kid. And I'm going to help you get them. Okay. See how that feels much different than today I'm going to be exploring all the ways I hate myself. (laughs) I said that. That was not said to me. I said that. I know. No, I know you did. I know you did. (laughs) I have a dark sense of humor sometimes. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's another coping strategy, but we just need to, we need to pump Mm -hmm. up more of the love. Yeah. Okay. Does this give you some guidance? Yeah. It's the start of a journey that I'm, I'm going into now and, and I'm going to do it in a, in a more positive, beautiful light and not be so afraid of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful. And just, I want you to take all the bullshit beliefs about I'm 30 and I haven't found my purpose. I can't find, you know, I'm not going to be happy until I find it. I should be on purpose. All the shoulds. I want you to write them all down and I want you to burn them. You've got to get those shoulds out of your head. You're exactly where you need to be. Remember, the purpose is to evolve. The purpose is not to be somebody. You're already, Mm -hmm. you're already you. It's not, it's not that you're not living into your potential. This, this, you're, this is your potential right now. And as you do this work, you will, you will evolve and you will find even more potential and different potential. And that's the way it works in, out, not out in. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Awesome. I think I know what I'm going to do next. What are you going to do? Oh, I think I'm going to actually have a call with my mother and ask her if she's proud of me <laughs> at all. Okay. I would, that's risky because it is risky. Th- that's like going to a Chinese restaurant and hoping that they eventually serve nachos. <laughs> so I would, yeah. if you're going, I would do that. I teach it as an empty chair process where you sit in one chair, your mom sits in the other and you play both roles. And so you're actually telling yourself from your mom's point of view what you want to hear. But if you do want to call your actual mother, I suggest writing a massive FU letter to her that you're never going to mail. Get your anger out. Get your tears out. Talk to that little girl beforehand and say, no matter what mom says, I love you and it doesn't matter. Because again, you wanting to do that is an example of Mm -hmm. that pattern of going out in again. You're going outside of yourself for something you need to Mm -hmm. fulfill inside yourself. I'd much rather your little girl hears that from you than calling and hoping to get it from an external source. Interesting. You're right. Okay. Wow. Okay. Okay. Between you and you right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. All right. There's nothing you have to prove. You're lovable exactly as you are and worthy and enough. 
comes on the Friday burnout. Thank you very much, Christine. I appreciate it. You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much, Brittany, for letting down your guard, for being vulnerable, for allowing me to be direct with you. I found I needed to be even more direct with Brittany than sometimes I usually am because she was so in a story of hustling and proving herself. And I'm confident and I know I'm amazing at this and I know I have to do this and I'm 30 and I'm not where I'm supposed to be and la, 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 la. She was just so in it that I had to do my best to, to bring her out of it and to get to her heart because so much of this pressure that she's putting on herself comes from a deep wound of not feeling enough. And you heard it right in the beginning. Right in the beginning, I was intervening, wanting her to say, I, I, I. Because a lot of times when we have low self-worth, we feel not enough. And we also have a coping strategy of dissociating a little bit. We use you, they. We don't talk in first person because the self-worth issues run so deep that unconsciously, we don't even feel worthy enough to say I, to make it about ourselves. We're happy to say I when we're blaming ourselves, but when we're just talking generally about what we want or when we're first connecting with someone and we want to be vulnerable, but we want to keep the distance, we often will use second or third person instead of first person. So that's really where I started with her. And she did a really great job at shifting it. And the thing about Brittany is that she has a lot of self-awareness. She's an aspiring coach. She's already coaching people. And honestly, sometimes those people are harder to coach. I raise my hand to that. I can remember so often I would go to coaches and healers and teachers, and they would tell me what I didn't want to hear. I'd go and I'd want to know, how do I advance my career? How do I get the relationship I want? How do I fill in the blank? And they would say, Christine, you got to get out of your head. Christine, you got to feel your feelings. Christine, you got to get more in your feminine. I'm like, no, just tell me how to build my career. Tell me how to get the guy. Like I have, I've been in therapy since I was 11. Come on, just tell me what I can do to get these external things that I want. And I would get so frustrated because they were telling me what I didn't want to hear. And I'm not saying that Brittany didn't want to hear what I was telling her, but I think there was a piece of her, and I know a lot of you can relate to that, They were getting frustrated because she really wanted to know how to get out of the overwhelm and stress and step into her purpose. So if I could give her a five-step process where all of a sudden she could have this incredibly successful coaching career and she could be where she thinks she needs to be at 30, she probably, some part of her would have been more satisfied with my advice. However, I'm always way more invested in getting people to drop into what they truly, truly need the most. And what we all need the most is for someone to really see us and understand us. And what I saw in Brittany was this incredibly passionate, artistic, smart, she has that performer element in her as well, who, the young woman who deep down just wants to know she's enough, just wants to be seen, just wants to be able to do what she loves without the attachment to the success. And my intention was to give that to her. And like I said, I had to be a little direct and actually interrupt her because in the interrupting me and in the going on and on about the story, 
that all is unconsciously was her again trying to prove, trying to prove her story, trying to prove her worth. A lot of times people that interrupt or over talk, there's just a deep sense of not enoughness or insecurity. And it's also just a cry out for help, like help, see me, hear me, understand me. And so I was so grateful that she allowed me to tell her just to listen and to really hear. And that's when the emotion came up, when I really went into just telling her that there's nothing she has to prove and pointing out that she's addicted to success and anything we're addicted to, be it success or alcohol, is an attempt to cure a pain, heal a wound. Think about it. Any addiction is an attempt to numb something. And we can be addicted to success as well. We can be addicted to making something out of ourselves, but that is not the purpose of our life. Actually, one of the purposes of the human experience is to come to the awareness that we are whole and complete and loved no matter what we do that we are someone no matter what we do and that we are one with everyone. That really is why we're here. And forgive some of my swearing <laughs> and my going off on this limiting belief that our the purpose of our life is to become somebody, to become some occupation. I think that that has really messed with a lot of us and put a lot of unnecessary pressure on people. And it's kind of made it muddy in terms of, all right, do I really wanna serve or is this really my ego wanting to be somebody? And I know that's something I've always had to be aware of, is what's my intention? Is my intention here to be known, to make money, to have a bigger platform, or is my intention here really to serve? And it takes both. It takes the ego because we need that ego that wants things. We need that drive as the motor, but that can't be the entire car, right? It's a piece. We also need deep, deep humility and the intention to always prioritize our own personal evolution, our own healing, our own growth above anything external. Because as I pointed out to Brittany, she was consistently looking for something external to make her feel differently internally. And all this came back to her parents. Again, this is why the inner child workshop is going to be so powerful. They tried to ease their pain the pain of growing up in scarcity and poverty by making money. But as Brittany said, they weren't happy. So that wasn't the solution. So it's almost like she's trying to also make money, but do all this personal development work at the same time to maybe add the happiness factor. But really what she needs to break in terms of the generational pattern is to move away from this addiction to success, move away from putting all this pressure on herself, know that happiness doesn't come from anything external. And that's really the opportunity for her. And if she wants to coach women to be more empowered and use their voice, then, whoa, this is her work. Because if she can really, really empower herself by getting off this treadmill of doing and trying to be somebody, then she's going to be able to more authentically empower others to do the same. In coaching her specifically on working with her little girl, it was less about looking at the way she's hating herself, you know, looking at the ways that she's doing everything wrong and more about tending to that little one inside and just making sure that she didn't feel so pressured, that she knew that she was whole and complete and enough just as she was. And I just want to say that when we do this inner child work and we do the spiritual work of realizing 
There's nothing external that solves the internal angst. There's nothing external that completes us. It actually can lead to more aligned and greater success because we're not hitting as many roadblocks. You know, one of the reasons she's hitting all these roadblocks is because her soul and the universe wants her to get out of the cycle of proving herself and trying to validate herself by doing. So I don't want you to think that just accepting ourselves and loving ourselves makes us complacent. It actually gives us more inspiration and often more success because it's coming from a more aligned place. Last thing I wanted to highlight before I go to takeaways is at the end, she said, I knew what she, I need to do. And she was going to call her mom and my inner radar went off right away. Like, oh, and that's a beautiful example of how the pattern runs. She again had an aha moment and was attempting to have something external, create an internal shift. She was looking outside herself. Let me call mom and ask her if she was ever proud of me. Really, really the opportunity for Brittany is to find that own inner mother inside of her and tell herself how proud of herself she is rather than looking for it from anybody else. So some takeaways for you. Come join us at the Inner Child Workshop virtually from anywhere in the world, June 5th through 7th. All the information, a video from us, everything we'll be covering is at christinehasser.com slash innerchild. There is $100 early bird discount if you register before May 25th. Maybe write a letter to that little boy or that little girl inside of you about how worthy they are, all the things you see in them, all the things that you love about them. Start validating yourself, not for what you do, but just who you be, who you are, just your your beautiful existence on this planet. If you are carrying anger or resentment in anyone else, write a couple of FU letters that you never mail. It's another thing I told Brittany to do, right? If you're going to talk to your mom, get your charge and your trigger out and have zero expectations of how she's going to show up. And finally, I just want to tell you, stop hustling. Do the internal work. Tap more into your intuition, that inner child. I promise you that will clear out the cobwebs. It'll clear out the blocks. And instead of hustling, your life will just flow. Perfect example for us is hosting this inner child workshop. You know, I knew during this time of quarantine not to hustle. I knew to sit in my meditation, to just be, to work with my own triggers. And I knew that if I just was in that flow, the inspiration would come forward. The ideas would come forward. I would be instructed by the divine as to how to serve and what to do. And that's how this whole inner child workshop showed up. I, I was really open to it. Jill, who a lot of you know, who's worked with me for over 10 years, had the light bulb moment. And a few days later, we, it was created. That's not hustling. That's flow. So let's focus a little more on that and less on the hustle. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Until next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Bye.